0: Good morning. I'm your host, Claudia Shambaugh, welcoming you to the June 20th, 23 edition of Ask a Leader. And if you know somebody in Virginia, make sure they turn out and vote this primary. It's the last day for them to vote there. Very important, everybody, to turn out. Well, today my guests will be Alexei Tutunik and Elisabetta Gogitse both principal dancers with the United Ukrainian Ballet Company and assemblage of refugee dancers from all over Ukraine who will perform at our Sigistrom Hall June 29th through July 2nd in Alexei Ratmansky's version of the ghost story Giselle with some surprising nuances and a hopeful ending in place of the usual bleak one. They say a little tiny bit about that. They've performed in the Netherlands, the UK, Singapore, Australia, and the US. We're fortunate to have them in our neighborhood. We'll hear what these artists are doing and what's on their minds. We'll be right back with those two lovely dancers. Welcome back to the show. It's a deep privilege to introduce my guests, Alexei Tutunik and Elisabetta Gogitze, the two principal dancers with the United Ukrainian Ballet Company that will be performing at the Sagerstrom Hall June 29th through July 2nd. Time constraints allow but a brief summary of both of them, their extensive backgrounds, Alexei Tutunik, He is a graduate of the Kyiv National Ballet School. He is a Ukrainian former first soloist to the Shevchenko National Opera of Ukraine. He danced in the Marinsky Theater and the Novosibirsk Ballet Companies in Russia before returning to Ukraine to join the ballet company of the National Opera of Ukraine as a principal dancer. His repertoire there included Prince Siegfried in Swan Lake, Prince in the Nutcracker, Prince in Snow White, Espada in Don Quixote, and Paris in Romeo and Juliet. Other roles and credits include Giselle, Count Albrecht, The Nutcracker, Nutcracker Prince, Sleeping Beauty, Prince Desiree, Spartacus, Cressus, Le Corsaire, Conrad, Quixote, Espada, Five Tangos, a Solo, George Balanchine's Ballet's Jewels, and Symphony in Sea, Scotch Symphony, A Midsummer Night's Dream, Sylvia, Carmen Sweet, Alexei Romansky's Ballet Cinderella and Concerto DSCH, Le Parc, The Sleeping Beauty, Paquita, Sacre, Russian Overture, The Fountain of Vahisarai, La Sylvide, Romeo and Juliet, Spartacus, and Second Eye. Alexis is a Chevalier of the Order of Arts of Ukraine the highest national title that can be conferred upon an individual citizen by the president of Ukraine and is a laureate of international ballet competitions. Elizaveta Gogice, she will dance also in this production of Giselle. She was born in Kyiv, Ukraine of Georgian parents. She studied at the Kyiv State Ballet School. She has been a first soloist of the National Opera of Ukraine since 2010. She's toured to Japan, France, Italy, Germany, Greece, Canada, China, Taiwan, Korea, Argentina, and Dubai, amongst other countries. Her roles include Giselle and Myrta in Giselle, Effie in La Sylvie as well as solo roles in La Bayadere, Sleeping Beauty, Nutcracker, Paquita, and Corsair, Viennese Waltz, and Faust. She was awarded a special prize of the competition from the Serge Lifar Foundation. Alexei and Liza both join us from Amsterdam. We are recording this on June 19th. Welcome to Ask a Leader, Alexei and Liza. Hello, hello. Hi. Thank you so much. And with our time together, I'm bringing along many interested and engaged people who are thrilled about this privilege to hear from you too and have contributed their thoughts upon which this interview is built. Everyone Ukrainian has taken up the charge to defend the nation. In your case, it is bringing Ukraine to all of our consciousnesses through dance and raise funds urgently needed to defeat Russia. 62 dancers in the troop left Ukraine for the Netherlands as the war broke out, your exiles from the national theaters of Kiev, Kharkiv, Odessa among other places. And I would want you to tell us about this transition, this ordeal, how it's been for you too.
1: Claudia, thank you for a question. So let's start from the beginning when Russia invaded Ukraine last year, 24th of uh, February uh Like no one was, uh, everyone was confused and everyone, no one can expect that this can happen in our modern time in 21st century. And as we understand as we see uh, that the one of the main targets of the Russians in Ukraine, uh it was and it still is destroyed the Ukrainian nation and the major uh, the main uh part of the nation is it's it's culture uh so one of the main target of destroying ukraine is also destroyed culture and uh at the time when uh when russia invaded ukraine uh i've been war- work with my colleagues Stanislav it's we was working in netherlands so we already was outside of ukraine thanks to god and together with uh, our uh, colleague, Igone de Jong, who is a ballet star in Netherlands, and uh, together with her production manager, Matthijs Bongertman, we decided to create a company and foundation which will take care of Ukrainian dancers, rep- the best representatives of ballet art uh, of Ukraine, uh, with a base in uh, Netherlands, in The Hague. That's how we start in. So after that uh, idea, the main thing what we should do is to collect all of these dancers uh, to create a big working company uh, which will represent Ukrainian culture and ballet art around the world and on a highest level and on the top stages. And for that we need to to yeah to collect to bring dancers from Ukraine.
0: So. This would a lot on the relationships that you maybe barely had. Did you know Igone de Jong before, or did you all have to get acquainted in a more profound way to do business together?
2: No, no,
1: I know Igone before, and we worked together for a while with her because we had a touring project around the Netherlands during the period of time, like at the end of, 2021 beginning of 2022 and uh, that's why I was in Italy at that time when when uh, war is starting and uh, yeah so it was mostly even her decision and decision of her production manager Matthias Bungertmann to to like they was initiate the creation of uh, such a project as United Korean Valley so and they was asking us if we would like to join and help to growing up it and to collect dancers. So, of course, we say yes, because it's an incredible idea. So and we're starting to work on it. We collect dancers and um, because some of the dancers, as I say, they was uh, uh, I mean, dancers from Ukraine only. Uh, So like um, uh, some of the best representatives of the uh, ballet art of Ukraine, they was travel like uh, around the world. So we just tell to them that guys, girls, we create such a project as the United Ukrainian Ballet, so if you're interested to join us and to popularize on a high level and top stages the Ukrainian ballet art, so you're very welcome. We're based in The Hague, etc. So, and, but a lot of very highly, like, highly educated and professional ballet dancers from Ukraine was at that moment in Ukraine. So, if, for example, if uh, female dancers, girls, we can bring like we we can bring from Ukraine with no problem. I mean, it just was important to bring them safety, yeah. So male dancers to bring them out from Ukraine to European country, it was it was very hard because it became a military situation in Ukraine and all of the uh, male Ukrainians uh, in the age from eighteen till sixty obligate, serve the army to protect our country. So it was very complicated to get a permission for our boys. Uh, like we, and we had like a 15 boys who like very, very high level of the dancers from different companies, most of them from the National Opera of Ukraine. It was a very big deal to make for them this permission to leave the country f- to promote Ukrainian art and culture outside of Ukraine. But we did it. And uh, thanks to God, for now we have almost 60 dancers from Ukraine, from the top Ukrainian dance companies, as a national pro of Ukraine, Seed Opera from Kharkiv city. Uh, also, we have some dancers from Lviv, from Odessa, and uh, yeah, and uh, it's it's uh, like for now, I can say that United Ukrainian Ballet is uh, the top ballet company uh, of Ukraine.
0: And this whole unwieldy, this whole huge exercise is a demonstration of the the height of culture in the dance form and the height of a logistical kind of capacity. It's an, a phenomenal kind of uh, mobilization that I just wanted to emphasize as I ask further the questions in this. So it was probably for these dancers that are in this chaos of leaving a war situation, you're giving them an opportunity to channel all of their their gifts into something extremely important. So that must have really been a very important, a kind of, I mean, it worked for everybody involved.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, we're like, uh, like, I, 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 can't say that uh, we do something like very, like, huge, great, incredible. I mean, like, we just do what we have to do in that situation, because as I mentioned before, the main target of the Russia, is to destroy the Ukrainian nation, and the part of the biggest part of the nation is its culture. So we have to protect our culture, the culture of Ukraine. In that case, we'll protect our nation. And um, uh, yes, thanks to God, we have uh, uh, good people uh, around the world. And like with the uh, situation with United Ukraine Ballet, we have a very good people in the Netherlands, uh, like Igon Jong and Matthias Bollongetman, who came to us with a proposition to initiate, to create... Such a company and foundation as United Ukrainian Ballet to give the opportunity and possibility for our dancers and also for for us to promote our culture, to promote our uh, ballet art of Ukraine around the world, and to show the highest level uh, of performance on on the top stages. And yeah, like it's it's not yeah it's not like it's not like what what we uh, to say that yeah look like what we do no it's like what we should do so it's the (laughs) whole world
0: is witnessing this phenomenal high level of of operating it's we're we're seeing it every day we i follow it every day with all kinds of platforms so it's uh here is another way of demonstrating that amazing kind of, of range of, of capacity. There, I have seen nothing like it, and we're, I, the world is never going to be the same after uh, as we witness what's happening and what you're able to do. I, if I can step back a little bit from that, the, the conflict zone itself, but you, Alexis, have expressed that dance is a form of meditation, and maybe Liza can speak to this as well. Could you explain what, where your mind is before a performance, where it is during, and then afterward? And and is this, uh, this, act of of the dance, if is is it freeing amidst so much horrific unfolding events in your in our world? <sighs>
1: Uh, yeah, you know, like for me personally, and I believe that for all of the dancers to perform on a stage is a kind of meditation process, which obstructs you from the reality outside of the stage. And uh for sure, like for me personally, it helps a lot to, uh, to just uh, being for a moment in some uh you know um in some vacuum from all of the uh horrific things would happen now uh, uh, for me say, in ukraine for me, it's a
2: passion. my passion from childhood so so i'm really happy to be on stage and uh uh the same like uh Alexis uh after the same
1: yeah but uh also at the same time uh performance and dancing uh what is actually dance it's uh, it's visualization of the music of vibration uh and when you perform on a stage you have an energy exchange with the audience so it's also helped to recover your soul as a dancer, yeah. Because, like, we are art people. We are we are very sensitive to everything that will happen around us in the world. And for now, Especially personally, the- for for uh, for us, uh, yeah, with with our home, with our country, with Ukraine, and um, performances help for us to recover, to to heal in our wounded souls. And uh, at the same time. We can spread our our art, culture, and our energy and our feeling, our emotions uh, to the audience, and we can share it with the audience. So it it is very important and it's very incredible.
2: For me, you know, it's a kind of uh, important mission, Uh, like Ukrainian dancer. To share Ukrainian culture and uh, um, what's happened now in our country. So yes, you know,
0: kind of cultural um, cultural front for us. And are you finding the audience? They are there. They are going the depths with you in your performances. Is it palpable to you? I mean, you're. You're hoping for that, but are, are they in the places where you're performing in the Netherlands and around Europe and on the East Coast in the U.S.? Are the audiences bringing that depth that you are so much lumming in your very every motion and feeling you're giving off?
1: Uh, what I feel, uh, yeah, it's like the audience feel like the, the audience is very sensitive to that. And uh, like you can feel as an artist, as a dancer from the stage, you can feel this sensitivity of the audience of what support. you do, yeah. of what you do from the stage. And, yeah, and, uh, of course, like people who come, uh, who came and who will come on our performance, they they know the, the our story, uh, the story of the dancers, where we are. Mm-hmm. from and what we're present so like their their mm-hmm. mind is already like and their soul is uh, their heart is already open for 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 us and uh, and yeah, when they see how we perform when like, they feel how we perform it's like a brain for them like you yeah, know that's what i see that what i feel like uh, they, that is brain for for them like a uh, like a huge specter of emotion and after the performance when we come on a bow on a stage always audiences stand up and they stand with us they stand for us and uh, it's it's keep us alive it's keep us moving forward and we are very appreciated for that for that possibility to spread our culture to spread our art to the audience to the public of 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 representatives of people, uh, of different countries around the world, and to share with them our our feeling, our emotion, and the situation, the uh, what happened in Ukraine now, the war.
0: For those of you who've just joined Ask a Leader, my guests are Alexis Tutunik, awarded the Chevalier of the Order of the Arts of Ukraine, and Elisabetta Gogite a soloist at the National Opera Ukraine. They're two principal dancers with whom we're talking today. Uh, They're with the United Ukrainian Ballet Company, performing in Giselle at the Sagerstrom Hall in Costa Mesa, June 29th through July 2nd. It's the West Coast debut of Alexei Ratmansky's choreography of this ballet. Well, you bring up culture, and Ukrainian culture is so vast and has so many cultures within it especially in a historical context. Are there ways that the arts community can bring those forward and celebrate the entirety of Ukrainian culture? And when you answer that, what makes Ukrainian ballet so special?
1: Uh, Yeah, the support which we already have and feel from the audience around the world it's keep us moving forward as i mentioned before and uh, that's that's what will prolong the the uh, life and will give the possibility of growing up uh, and spree the ukrainian culture and mostly the belly art around the world and um, what is what is unique for ukrainian ballet uh for me uh, personally when I see uh because like I work with uh, many different companies with uh, many different dancers from many different countries and when I look on our dancers from Ukraine uh I see not only you know not only beautiful line and, and high level of technical skills but I also, See and feel the soul. Uh, I see and feel the character. Like the like because Ukrainian dancers they really put the role through their heart through their soul. It became not only you know beauty picture of you know classical ballet, but it also became like a juicy like Hollywood movie. You know which you can feel. You can you can touch you can you can taste it it's very tasty so for me yeah ukrainian ballet dancers it's a tasty dancers it's which you will enjoy to to look to 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 hear their movements it's yeah i mean like you know not i say that not because i'm ukrainian But it's like it's what I feel when I when I when I see performance of of my colleague from Ukraine.
0: So it's a matter of all the senses that are elicited and the senses that are given in the performance between performer and audience. It's it's all those senses that you're talking about And, and juicy like it's sensational, these senses.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Liza, did you want to also say something about the vastness of Ukrainian culture and what makes Ukrainian ballet so special?
2: Uh, As say, Alexis, I think uh, we're really uh, sensitive now about the situation in our country. So um, our dance is full of, uh, you know, feelings and
0: uh, I don't want to say suffering, <laughs> but um, but you can. But yet, suffer is the word. It's a, it's a central aspect. Uh,
2: yes, maybe a little bit suffering. Yes, of course, uh, because of this situation, it's a tragedy um, for us, uh, and that's why uh, our dance is uh, full of you know,
0: uh this energy uh, you know, like said Alexis. Uh so, so Liza, I don't when know. you heard that Alexei Retmansky was going to be choreographing this yeah. cell and you said that you were all in, you were you were going to be a part of that, and you mentioned that every single me- every aspect, every tiny detail is conveying, it's sending messages that are so important. Talk to us about what you meant by or some examples of those details that choreographer Alexei Ratmansky brings, especially in the context of talking about the the, the place where Ukraine is right now in 2023.
2: Uh, actually, uh, the work with him is very inspiring me from the beginning and uh, uh, when alexis called me from uh, amsterdam uh, i was in uh, berlin and he said um, that uh, alexis ratmanski will be in europe and he will uh, create a new production of giselle and uh, of course i said yes i want to be a part of it and i joined the company uh, then uh, when we start to work with Alexei, it was really interesting experience for me uh he's really um inspiring and uh cool of energy every time and uh, uh his choreography very interesting uh, very powerful and uh i'm really happy to work with him for me it's, uh, I, I know it's a
0: really cool experience um and this was your first time working with him but but yes, you knew of it, okay okay and you were in berlin and you were making your way out of kiev to berlin and did were you going to continue to another place or uh, I, i'm just trying to get a little con just an understanding of what where you were in moving through
2: i was in kiev once the war right. started i was in kiev About four days uh, with my family, and it was really scary and horrible days because it was really unexpected and, you know, Russia attacked our city with rockets and drones and uh, we don't know what to expect, and uh, uh, we decided um, to um, go to Berlin temporarily uh, with uh, my mom and my grandmother and my niece and my sister uh well um because uh, my aunt uh, have the husband there in germany so uh, we go there and uh, i was there about um, three months i'm um, uh, thank, uh, very thankful to Stadt Ballet berlin they helped me uh, to um, keep my ballet shape uh, I was there, and uh, I had classes there. Uh, and then uh, alexi called me, uh, called me, and uh, from Berlin I go to uh, Hague. To the Hague. To the Hague.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. In Amsterdam. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and I joined the company, and that's it.
0: Tremendous, tremendous. So talk about, um, I mean, and he changes the ending. We're not going to tell people how the ending has changed, but does that ending signal something that we are, are will we'll pay attention to when we see it? Because I'll see both of you on the 29th of June. I cannot wait.
1: Oh yeah, 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 on the 29th of June, uh, uh... I will dance with Christine Shevchenko and uh, Elizabeth. She will dance uh, thirty of June.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But I, Elizabeth will be will be in audience twenty nine. So for, <laughs> you 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 will meet for uh, for sure with her in audience.
0: Okay. Okay. So is the ending that is changed? Is there something that is signaling something happening in the world today? Oh, is that of importance? Because as oh yeah, yes yeah.
1: Yeah, it is very important. Uh, uh, like say, making a decision to to put in the end of performance. In my opinion, very incredible and very touching story, which uh, which will surprise the audience for sure. Okay. And this story will be about wounded culture of Ukraine, and the story will be represent of. Uh, one of the heroes of this war. So, yeah. So it oh. will be very touching and very, wow. very, very powerful.
0: Okay. Well, that doesn't take anything away from uh, the impact of witnessing that. But now I'm beginning to think I need to get a ticket for the 30th, so I, can, I want to see all the principles, so I'll, I'll figure that out. So Oh, nice. Yes, 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 yes. Well, um, because we're talking about the trauma of of this war in Ukraine, and there are Ukrainian Americans, Ukrainian Canadians, that I'd like to know what it's like to meet with them. Are you able to interact and talk with them? Is is this helping? Is this t- what's that like?
1: You know, uh, for me, it's incredible to meet with our Ukrainian uh, people around the world, with Ukrainian diaspora, with people who. Who uh, like came to live in many different countries uh, around the world like many years ago, and um, it's nice. It's nice to see that that uh, like your people. I mean, like for me, Ukraine, all of Ukrainians is it's my family. It's like brothers and sisters for me, and I'm very happy to to see my family like in in every country around the world. So no it's always nice it's always good it's it's bringing you good to good mood good feeling the feeling of the home
0: thank you liza do you have experiences that you're interacting with ukrainian americans and canadians and maybe the Ukrainians in the diaspora in europe too are you interacting with them is that what's that like um
2: the the energy from uh, american audience it's very uh really I don't know, maybe kindful, and uh, uh, I really feel it on stage, uh, and it's really cool. Mm. Okay. I don't know. Uh, uh, I just feel their support,
0: and I I wanted to bring up that originally, I when I was preparing this the interview, I wanted to bring up the acclaimed. Principal dancer, Rostislav Janczykhen. Jan- thank, Jan- mm-hmm. thank you, was killed in action near Bakhmut in April of 2023. I, I wanted to bring up him and then the latest posting from a very busy Alexei Tutunik on Instagram, the posting, I want to also bring listeners' attention to you are Mariupol if talk about an assault on culture Mariupol is a whole embodiment of that assault and in your posting you mentioned Mariupol alexei and a young child is fitting a prosthetic and i'm i'm going to use the translation that i got from the instagram post that you originally posted in ukrainian i'm just going to put that out there and for you too to to talk about how you're processing all these things. But you said today, Alexei, quote, get used to it yourself and explain to your children. Now on the streets, more often, new beautiful people will appear. They won't have eyes, hands and legs. Their faces are crushed and scarred bodies. These people are awesome. These people are heroes. Strengthen yourself a little and try to show them with all your being that they are no different from you. Try not to point your fingers at them and do not accompany them with a long look of regret. Now is our present and with time, you will get used to it. End of a string of quotes on Instagram. That is where, that's Alexei's expression. So I want the two of you to talk about the the both of maybe you knew rostislav it's a small community the dancing uh, principles around the world so both to him as well as that touching accounting of now uh, maimed bodies that are trying to recover from attacks around ukraine
1: yeah you know uh yeah it's 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 always very hard to talk about our colleagues who who uh, sacrifice their life defending our home because um, uh, I, I don't know personally Yaroslav but I know him because my classmate to work with him in Odessa uh, theater and uh, he's a young guy and uh, he go to the army uh, when Russia invaded Ukraine with no experience and he go there by himself I mean no one pushed him to go there so uh, because he it was his moral compass you know to to defend his country with uh, with a gun in his hand and um he was understanding understand that that it can be this can be the end of his life and and uh, he sacrificed his life for us that that we we can live and that our culture can exist and that our nation will exist and uh it's horrible because we also have uh, our other colleague from the national Opera of Ukraine, uh, Alexander Shapoval. Uh, I know Alexander since my childhood because yeah, uh, I, w- I was I uh, was I mean my mother she's a ballet dancer and she was work with Alexander like and when I was a kid I always I was always spent time in a theater and I was see Alexander his performance etc and when I was growing up, when I was already joined the company, I was work with him together, and he was a like he was a very good example for the youngest generation how the uh, um, professional dancer should be. He was a very experienced dancer. He was honored artist of Ukraine, and and when Russia was invaded Ukraine um, Alexander was already retired from the uh, performing career but he was a uh, uh, teacher ballet teacher in our national ballet school and uh, and uh, like he decided to go also to the army no one was pushing him, he decided to do that by himself and he was deadly uh, shoot by a Russian missile uh, in September last year, it was a Day before premiere in London Coliseum uh, with our Giselle, and it was it was horrible. I mean, because because he, he yeah, like also like personally for us because when you know personally this person and you know like we know his family, his wife and his two kids was nearby London. They was waiting for our premiere of Giselle in London Coliseum. And we invite them on this premiere, and the day before of this mm-hmm. premiere, we get know that Alexander was deadly shot by a missile, and uh, it's uh, it's very hard to to like to believe about that uh, in that, and it's very hard to also to to talk about that because yeah, because we like we still have friends and colleagues from the ballet. Who are uh, who are in army defending our country? My colleague, the classmate of my colleague Stanislav Vysotsky, his name is uh, Sergio Panasenko, He is now in the SEU, in our armed forces, and uh, he's a professional ballet dancer. I know him from the ballet school, and uh, yeah, and uh, like we now help him and his battalion. Uh, with uh, money support uh, to repair the cars and uh, to buy some uh, equipment like a night vision or Tapla vision uh, that they can also protect and defend our home during the night time. And uh, yeah, and also like uh, our colleague, Alexei Patonkin who was uh, in, uh, in uh, uh, hospital years. Uh, volunteer Battalion, its paramedic Battalion. Uh, Alexei he is uh, also Honored Artist of Ukraine. Principal dancer. Principal dancer of, Ukraine, of the yeah. National Opera. Yeah. and uh, he was actually prepared for this war because I remember he always tell like, yeah. guys, Russia will not stop with annexion of Crimea and with occupation uh, of the East part of Ukraine on and Lugansk, they will move forward, they will not stop till they will not occupy whole Ukraine and even more because like like they have like the Russians and Russia government and all of the Russians, they have imperialistic uh, mood and narrative and they try to rebuild and renovate Russian Empire and you can check with the old map <laughs> Uh, like which country was a uh, was a part of Russian Empire? I
2: think he's the one uh, that did this war.
1: And then and then Alexi he was prepared for that. Yeah, I mean like he was training all the time. Uh, and and yeah, and, like when Russia invaded Ukraine, like full full scale war last year, so he was prepared for that. He was prepared for the our our city and. Uh, he was in irpin he was in bucha and uh, he was record all of the war crime of russia in ukraine and uh, when he was showing me the video of, of what happened in these cities it's it's horrible it's horrible oh. these cities are completely destroyed and it's this it's two cities which is very very close to kyiv is actually the part of kyiv kyiv region and this city completely destroyed and pe- a lot of people there are killed and uh, like the uh, like, there was a situation when Russia, Russian, uh, I even can call them soldiers, their pigs, like they was raped kids in front of their, uh, they was raped mothers in front of their kids, like it's horrible, uh, and just, uh, just yeah, it's 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 even like you know, like it's very hard to talk about all of the things what happened in in Ukraine, but we have to talk about that because we we have but to, to keep attention uh, to, the, to the situation in Ukraine. Because what happened in Ukraine, it's not just a simple war. It's a terrorist act. And it's a, uh, it's a terrorist act of the Nazi regime in Russia against the Ukrainian nation, against the international law, because the, they broke all of the possible rules in, turn, uh, in international law, and uh, like it's crazy. The war crime of Russia in Ukraine is crazy.
0: Thank you. And I know it's a difficult, and I I ask these questions with your permission and give you the space to express it on your terms. And, and I appreciate that you're willing to express this trauma to us and where we sit in as you know, not in, uh, in a very comfortable situation here. So um, we need to keep listening and keep finding ways that we can, I call it, extend lifelines to people involved in this effort around you, and to give different uh, spiritual and material support. But I, I'll bring that together later here. Um, so. And people that are rallying too, like Lee Schreiber is a Ukrainian American, and uh, of course, and Alexei Ratmensky too is rallying. I wanna mention that Elizabeth Sagerstrom, she's the benefactor of the Sagerstrom Center for the Performing Arts, collaborating with these other principals that I mentioned. And she herself is originally from Olsen, Poland. And that, I think, is a very rich political context that we should bring up here because of how Poland is rallying to support Ukrainians that are displaced, Ukrainians that need materials to fight on the front line. I didn't know if you knew that the Sagerström uh, widow is actually herself a Polish national.
1: Yes, yes, of course I know. And uh... When we met with Elizabeth Stegerstrom last November last year, I spoke with her about our project, Jazz Ukrainian Ballet. And of course, she's very, she's very sensitive to the situation in Ukraine. And she was during conversation with me, she was mentioned that she's from Poland. And for her, the situation in Ukraine is very close very sensitive and very touching and uh, she wants to do everything what she can to support Ukraine and mostly through the cultural sector to popularize, to help to grow up the uh, ballet art of Ukraine and to popularize uh, the culture of Ukraine in the United States and uh, actually what she do now she invited United Ukrainian Ballet to uh, Segerstone Center in Costa Mesa, and uh, uh, she gave her a possibility to perform on her stage, on, on one of the top stage in the world, to show the Ukrainian ballet art for American audience. And uh, I'm very appreciative, and all of the dancers are very appreciative. And uh, her decision to bring to that project also leave schreiber who have ukrainian roots and to collaborate with his uh, charity foundation blue check ukraine which is dedicated which work is dedicated to collect money to support ukraine is incredible idea and it's show again the huge support of elizabeth segerstrom which she provides for ukraine and uh, we are very appreciate for that
0: well, we always associate with her in the local area. We, we see her as a, a woman of immense privilege, and she seems to be paying it all forward with realizing a project this ambitious and that maybe she is setting examples for other privileged people to pull out their resources and do something phenomenal.
1: I believe so. I believe in that, yeah. She, she is a great example. For uh, people of her status in U.S. and uh, for sure around the world, to show that like they need to help Ukraine and yeah, she's a she's an incredible example.
0: So, as a kind of last question, Liza and Alexei, what future do you envision for this particular dance company and? do you see it perhaps even changing ballet itself
1: you know the the concept of united ukrainian ballet is very strong and powerful because united ukrainian ballet foundation and the company collect and unite the top dancers the top representatives of the ballet art from ukraine and uh, also collect the one of the best choreographers uh, around the world, like Alexei Ratmansky, and like Hirikilya and Paul Light with Soleon, which bring to uh, United Ukrainian Ballet their creations, one of their top creations. And in this collaboration, we have a possibility to show the high level of Ukrainian art, of Ukrainian ballet art, of Ukrainian culture. And with uh, such a people like Elizabeth Segerström, who gave for us opportunity to perform on her stage on such a high level. Like I believe that United Ukrainian Ballet will just raise and growing up, and as it's already, like I say that United Ukrainian Ballet is the top representer of the ballet art of Ukraine around the world, and we just keep going. And we just just growing. and uh, of course we we have this privilege and we have this possibility only with worldwide support, only with support of people from different countries, and only with support of such a people like Elizabeth Segerstrom. And uh, we hope that this support will just also growing up, and uh, the new door will open for us, and we can, show the, we can create and show a new project together with our partner and with our choreographers, with the people who want to help Ukraine and Ukrainian culture.
0: And Liza, do Ask you no ha- have a reaction to the question, how do you see ballet changing? with the development of the United Ukrainian ballet company I don't know I just want
2: to, uh, I just want to have uh, experience here and when I come back to Ukraine I want to bring something new from Europe from this company from uh, experience uh, of work with uh, such a uh, wonderful uh, uh, choreographers. And I hope I can do it. Um, so that's it.
0: Okay. You thank going? you for that. Yes. Thank you for that. The two of you, as we close, what are the ways that you would like for people to become involved after this interview? Obviously, they need to get tickets, but and they can maybe following your post. Are, are there specific ways? You still haven't seen people getting involved that you have a particular suggestion for us as we close.
1: Uh, yes for like for us for Ukraine it's very important to keep attention to the uh, situation that would happen now in Ukraine to the problematic of the war in Ukraine because this war is not finished. This war is keep going. People in Ukraine are dying the uh, ukrainian infrastructure and agriculture is destroying and its influence on a lot of countries around the world because uh, a lot of countries in europe in africa is depends of uh, ukrainian agriculture and um, we have to talk about that the echo seat uh, which happened now in ukraine because of Russian missile attack every time, and because of the dump on uh, on uh, Novokhovka was destroyed, is echoed, and we have to give attention to that because it's not only happen in Ukraine, like it, yeah, it's happening in Ukraine, but it will influence with days, with months, with years. It will influence uh, also in other part of our small planet, and. Uh, if we like, if some people don't pay attention to that now because they think, you know, like, oh yeah, I live like far away from Ukraine and it will not touch myself, yeah. So, but yeah, maybe it will not touch the person like in that time, but it will, but it will make a lot of problems for the next generations. And so we need to also think about our future, the future of our small planet uh where happened now this uh catastrophe yeah like it's it's more about attention to paying attention to support Ukraine with with not following the Russia propaganda narrative which um quite a lot also spread in uh, media in news in uh, Europe and in U- United States because i was like leave for uh, one month in april in the United States in South Carolina and i was watching some news and i was like yeah it was it was sometimes ridiculous to hear what some people politicians talk about the situation in ukraine that like russia is uh, like a good country and putin is a good guy you know like and it was what what the heck are you saying guys like it's like russia is a terrorist like what they do to ukraine it's it's like it's actually it's the same what hitler do during the second world war And because we can even create a parallel between the Second World War and the war in Ukraine now. And what happened now in Ukraine, it's actually what would happen in the beginning of the Second World War, when uh, the world politician community was not paying enough attention to the uh, Nazi Germany, to what they do with the Poland, with Austria, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and then it became like a larger and bigger, and it's in the end it's involved whole world. But it's starting locally, also like locally with the small countries, you know, Germany, Austria, Poland. Some people even don't know where they are, you know. So and and the same now we have with Ukraine. It looks like it's locally, but if we will not stop this war. Like, if we will not stop it in a local, in a small point, Venice will grow up like a cancer tumor. And Venice will be, If that war, will involve the whole world.
0: Liza, I would like to know if there are particular ways that you want people and listeners listening to this interview, would you like them to follow through? Things that they can do. Alexei was talking about people paying attention, getting ahead of the propaganda campaigns that are unrelenting. Are there any certain ways you would like people to contribute?
2: Mm, I think uh, the nation. (laughs) And uh, I think our country needs uh, more weapons. Uh,
1: Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, like, yeah, unfortunately, uh, like, we need weapon because we need weapon not to attack someone. We need weapon f- to defend. Yeah. And if we will have yeah. enough, yeah. if we will have enough uh, airplanes to make our airspace safe, and if we will have more air defense system, like, uh, yeah, this will help for us. This will change the situation on the battlefield and this war will finish uh, like much more faster and sooner but unfortunately the we have like and we have support from mostly also from united states and we very appreciate for that support but it's not enough and yeah like most of the time the the military support which ukraine get from our western partners it's it's really small and not enough to defend our house our home and to protect our people from the deaths and to protect our world from seat.
0: Well, on so many levels, I want to express from my world to both of you and yours my profound condolences on this horrific war and my gratitude for how you are leading with inestimable Ukrainian sensibilities and spirit. Listeners can hear that throughout this whole interview. We'll keep following you offer any and all lifelines, and extend public and private resources to make Ukraine whole. Thank you very much for your time, Liza and Alexei. Thank,
1: Thank you so much, Claudia. Thank you so much.
0: My guests were Alexei Tutunik, awarded the Chevalier of the Order of the Arts of Ukraine, and as well, Elizaveta Gogitze, they're principal dancers with the United Ukrainian Ballet Company, performing in the lead roles of Giselle at the Segerstrom Hall, June 29th through July 2nd at the Center for the Performing Arts in Costa Mesa. It's the West Coast debut of Alexei Radmansky's choreography of this ballet, Slava Ukraini. Hello, Slava.